Hello again, everyone, and welcome to episode 29 of Beyond the INC, the podcast that soothes your keen itch without the need for specialist ointment. Today, we're bringing you a mailbox special. We're finally going to make good on our promises and sift through our groaning bag of emails from you, our listeners. We also have news of a gig in a country where people hate us. And we have an announcement to make about a little Christmas offering of ours in the pipeline. That's today's main stage lineup on Beyond the Iron Sea. Beyond the Iron Sea. But first, the news. Now, way back in the mists of time, at September to me and you, well, we reported that Keane were planning to visit America's West Coast to tape an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel and play a short-notice, intimate gig. We did indeed. However, red tape got in the way, plans changed, and the whole trip was postponed. So yeah, much gnashing of teeth followed, and we were accused of dealing in malicious falsehoods, and mostly by batty American women who we actually feared were going to come over to our houses and start berating us about 1776 and dental care. Good news then for all you well-balanced US fans, because the band are now definitely off to the States this week, taping an appearance as musical guests on ABC's Jimmy Kimmel Live and Ellen DeGeneres. I don't know how to say that name. That's fine. Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres. Thank you. Um, but you know, that's not all. Uh, considering it would be pretty rude to go all the way to Los Angeles and then not even bother playing a proper show, they're going to hook up with their favourite radio station and long-standing supporters KCRW to play a 350 capacity gig. Yep, it's going to be at the Echo on Sunset Boulevard, which is a similar size to the 100 Club in London, I think, which they played in October. Now, tickets for the show are $35, and they're only going to be available from keenmusic.com sometime soon, maybe tomorrow. But probably before you hear this, which I'm sure some of you are going to blame on us anyway. But anyway, the, the night's going to be followed by a skull-crushing drum and bass night, which is how all good Keen shows should end, really, we reckon. So yeah, it goes without saying that we're not going to be there unless Chris has got some kind of private jet stashed under his stairs that he's been keeping quiet for Is that a euphemism? <laughs> Stop it. Um, <laughs> but, but we'll endeavour to have all the news from the night as soon as possible after the show. Beyond In other news then, Keane played their Little Noise session at the Union Chapel on Saturday. The crowd of 600 gave them a really great reception. It's the sort of thing you'd expect when someone arrived as early as 2.30am on the morning of the show. Yeah, Andrew only knows that actually as he was coming back from a night out and saw a load of people hanging around outside, you know, the usual faces, looking as if they were homeless, uh, sleeping on the church steps. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> they, they, they had the prime seats and... Well, yeah, um, what better place to have them? Um, one of the world's great atmospheric venues, the Union Chapel, and one of the few where you can sit with a mug of tea and it's heartily encouraged. The show itself was surprisingly inventive too. Yeah, Tom opened the show completely unplugged with an acoustic guitar to do Again and Again and The Frog Prince, before being joined by the rest of the band to do a whole set. The set seemed largely unrehearsed and genuinely spontaneous, which gave it an even greater charm, I thought, as well. I think Playing Along, which was performed as just Tom and Tim together, was written down on the set list as uh, Tom Chaplin's solo. And the fact that Tim played with him, I think, shows sort of the last-minute nature of the arrangements. And to be quite honest, I think that was the high point of the set, certainly for me. And I think we, we said to Tim afterwards, when we, we took him down some of the, the T-shirts... Um, Still available at beyondtheinc.com. And... I think that song to me was an indication that perfectionism is not always the route to the best set, and uh, I think that's uh, something we talked about last time. Yeah, I thought it was a great gig, really. We definitely had a great night, and we can't be the only people hoping that the band return to make it a hat-trick of men cap appearances next year. 
Now, after that, the band dashed straight off to Europe to tape some radio and TV shows in Nuremberg and Paris. And as we speak, they're preparing for their Paris headline show with support from one of the year's best new artists, Lady Hawk. They're then back in the UK on Monday to perform at Coco for a Channel 4 TV special, which we mentioned last time out, I think. Yep, um, just confirmation that's going to be broadcast on Sunday, November the 30th at 2.25. So yeah. set your VHS video recorders right now. Get your Betamax. Um, next up, we hear that Perfect Symmetry is out now on the new solid state format slot music. Although we have no idea what that means or where you can buy it. Uh, some, some, form of, some form of shop. I, I, that sounds like a good guess. Uh, do you reckon you can get it on Laserdisc as well? Um, I, I, <laughs> I was going to say Betamax again, but we just did that joke. So, um, but yeah, finally. It's, no, it's never stopped us before. Finally, the Perfect Symmetry video has been unleashed on the public. Yep, it features the whole band, which makes a nice change, I think. Um, and in what seems to be some kind of natural control room with screens showing some of nature's wonders, I'm not quite sure what it's all about. I, I don't know. I mean, Tom's sort of glancing at them mournfully, emoting to the camera, and the screens show the sort of the warm beauty of nature, broken down into cold, hard wireframes. Sort of like the Matrix, and it's kind of like the theme of the album, really. But uh, the difference between sort of the cold, hard facts and the way that we give that fact deeper meaning. Uh, good call. Good call. Thanks. Yeah, I quite like the video, really. It's probably one of the best in recent years. Maybe since... Is it any wonder? Um, but yeah, well, well I, I think it's all relative. I mean, if you're judging it based on Keen videos, then it's it's one of their, their best. Um, I, I hate to be overly critical. I think it seems a little bit antiseptic and cold for, for such a, a huge anthem. I know that's perhaps the, the theme of the video and what they were aiming for, but it would have been nice to have something a bit more human considering it is a song about human behavior but i'm sure it'll grow on me as time goes on hmm. sorry to be critical but anyway on that note Beyond the yeah on that note our first mail of the mailbox special this one's from katie weston who writes having been a strong follower of your podcast since you launched them i am with a heavy heart writing to criticize you I find increasingly that you are becoming more and more critical of our beloved band, and you seem to spend most of your podcasts discussing the negative points of their gigs and broadcasts. Let's remember that they are still in the throes of feeling that life is good for the band and actually enjoying touring again. You said in the last podcast that they were spending too much time playing their old songs and not enough promoting their new songs. Surely, as a band, they are reassuring not only their public, but themselves of the tunes that they know, without overwhelming them with their new sound, which has met with a few raised eyebrows. Let's just enjoy their new music when it is played. Personally, I think that the balance they are making with old and new is great, reassuring their existing fans that they still love the old tunes, and wanting them to love the new ones. The new album, in my mind, is mind-blowing, and should be played more, but I can understand their reticence. And since you have been at none of the European tour dates, do not assume that people are unhappy with the playlists they have. I'm sure they know what they are doing. After all, they are the professional, and you are the unofficial podcasters. Having said that, please continue to produce your podcasts, but please, make them more positive in future, or you will lose your listeners. After all, we don't want to hear you diss our beloved band, but instead celebrate their music. Thanks for that, Katie, even if it is critical. What do you think, Andrew? Um, well, yeah, thanks. Um, well, first of all, don't don't think you've got to start by apologising um, for telling us what you think. And if it's justified and it's well argued, then we'll always we'll, we'll take it on board and we'll read it out where we can. Uh, is there a book coming here? Um, 
There is, but um, I don't. I don't agree with you on a few of your points. Um, and let's see if we can sort of take it quite logically and point by point. Um, taking what you said about the band feeling good at the moment, I, I, I don't know whether you were inferring that we should um, let them get on with it because they're because they're feeling good, or whether you think that this newfound confidence would be shattered if, if Chris and I um, critique them on the podcast. I don't think we have that much power and influence just yet. Sadly, <laughs> I think the, the the point about reassuring the public is a bit ill-conceived. I think um, the the band's public face, as, as far as I see it, and I'm sure Chris will agree with me, is the one that they put on on radio, on TV, on what they do um, for the greater public at large, people who are not necessarily keen fans. And whenever they've made these appearances at the moment, they are prioritising playing new material, and this is what they want to show the public and everyone at large their their new album that they're very proud of very proud of they've said this uh, a mm. number of times yeah now what you see at gigs is their this is their private face they're among friends when they're at gigs um they have a chance to show off to the people who are committed enough to part with um well the, the equivalent of six hours work at minimum wage for a ticket um so you think that they want to show their their very best to them and if this is the the best album that they think they could produce, then you would think that would be what they would prioritise. Yeah, and I think Tim said to us that he feels some of the fans haven't seen them play their old stuff enough, which is fair enough, but then I think maybe he's forgetting that, you know, all of the fans haven't seen them play any new stuff, really, so... You know, I mean, so the new stuff is new. Um, the old stuff, some people might not have seen it, but um, none of us saw the new stuff mm. before the forum, so... I mean, if they're ever going to play the Perfect Symmetry songs, it's going to be at a time when Perfect Symmetry is what they're all about. Oh, exactly. I mean, you wouldn't expect them to start playing album tracks off, off Hopes and Fears now, would you? Because those are, you know... Mm. They're gone. So, um, I, don't have a, I don't have a transcript, actually, of the last show to hand, because we don't do them. But I don't, I don't recall us saying that people were unhappy with the shows. Um, I think we, we made a specific point of saying um, how well the shows went. A really, really great tour. Um, the band were happy. Uh, people came away really happy. Everything we heard was really like, extremely positive. Um, and what we said last time w was never meant to be some kind of demolition of the shows, implying that they were a complete disaster. Um, but I think we felt that there are very simple, easy ways to turn what is a, a really quite good live show at the moment and make it into a great, definitive live show. And we don't want to get too apologetic, but I think um, it goes without saying that we are fans of the band and we wouldn't be spending the amount of time and effort in producing the podcast or going to the shows if we weren't, really. Now, when the band hit the heights, we're going to be deliriously happy with you, but I think, on the other hand, if we feel that the band are resting on their laurels or settling into their comfort zone, then I think we'd be letting down a lot of our listeners and ourselves if, if we deliberately ignored that. So, um, th thanks a lot for emailing us, Katie, and we, we do understand your, your concerns. For a full refund, please email mailbox at beyondtheinc.com. Now, you may remember that we set a gig challenge a couple of episodes ago, and we've had some really great first entries. We wanted you to sneak the most outlandish object possible into a show, and take a snap of it to prove it. And we'll be putting these up in the multimedia section at beyondtheinc.com slash multimedia as they come in. Our favourite so far has come from Charlotte Harvey from Dorset, who took a great picture at the Union Chapel. Now, if you want to see what she snuck into the church, head over to the website now. Cool, I'll do that. Um, shall we have another email? Let's. This is from Chris, who writes... 
Dear Beyond the INC, I heard today that Top of the Pops is coming back for a Christmas special, and I want Keen to be on it. I want them to perform Perfect Symmetry since it's a Christmas single, and they should have a children's choir from the local primary school on it too. Not because I'm a pervert, because I think it will sound really Christmassy. Thanks for that email, Chris. Now, I think that's a great idea. Um, Top of the Pops on Christmas Day um, has always been a, a real institution at my parents' house ever since I was young. For those of you outside the UK who aren't familiar with it, it's traditionally a rundown of the biggest selling singles of the year, and then at the end there's a performance of the, the Christmas number one. But uh, this year there's been a change to the format, hasn't there? Yeah, um, they, they weren't sure whether there was going to be an episode at all, but... Um, there's going to be one at Christmas and one at New Year's, and the one at New Year's will review the year, and the Christmas one, we, we don't know. So it could be it could be that um, King could be on it, who knows? Yeah, so great idea, Chris. Uh, yeah, cheers, Th- thanks for the email. Um, I think, well, let's just take one more. Um, do you, have you got one that's about us instead of about King, Chris? I do, actually. This one's from Kate North, who writes... Uh, thanks for amending the songs on the last podcast. This one's from a while ago. Uh, I've since bought the MGMT album, and I love it. Do you two have any other recommendations you would like to share? Thanks, Kate. Um, I think you can tackle this one first, Chris. I've chosen a song by David Ford, who's uh, one of my favourite singer-songwriters, actually. Um, and this is how I learned to stop worrying and love my credit card. Tell us a bit about that, Chris. Well, uh, this is actually a song from a little EP that he put out when he played the Union Chapel a few months ago. We both went to that gig and I thought it was amazing. Great show. Yeah. um, David Ford is a British singer-songwriter. He's been touring America quite a lot recently. You may have seen him supporting Ingrid Michaelson. And, uh, yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. Got two albums out, loads and loads of stuff. We'll put all the addresses on beyondtheinc.com. So if you like what you hear, come to to our site, look at us. And then go and check him out. Definitely. Um, he's a very underrated gentleman, is David yeah. Ford. Um, so, um, my my song. Um, I've chosen something that's not actually that new, um, but it's by a band that I used to talk about an awful lot, and it is kind of topical, but I'll explain that in a minute. Um, this is a Torch song, and uh, it's by a band called Shady Bard. Hang on, I've, I've heard that quite a few years ago, so why have you just picked it? Well, um, there's sort of a, a bit of a story behind this, because I, I used to talk about Shady Bard all the time. Um, yep. Back in back in 2004, a friend of mine at university formed the band. Um, they used to play the local circuit, attracted a band, and they worked really, really hard. And eventually they were able to record an album uh, called From the Ground Up, and that was a couple of years ago. Um, they've always been strapped for money, and... You know, any band who's had to do things the hard way will tell you that. But they've been very, very quiet the past year or so. So it was it was really, really surprising that out of the blue, uh, a couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine in America got in touch with me uh, to say they'd been watching um, Grey's Anatomy on, on American TV. 
and they just heard the song that you just heard. Um, and I thought, you know, what better time to remind people that there's a great album out there. Um, so if you like that, um, take a chance on the album and go out and buy it because it's one of those cases where every single copy um, that you buy is going to make a real difference to the artist and there's some absolutely brilliant songs on that album. Uh, that's available on iTunes, isn't it? Yep. On iTunes, if uh, you can't find it in a shop, or like the very, very big HMV uh, in London, have it. Um, or get them to order it for you, or look on Amazon. But but do buy it, it's great. Cool. Well, I hope that satisfies you then, Kate. Well, I think that's the last email for today, but please keep them coming in to the new address, which is... Mailbox at beyondtheinc.com Apologies if we've not read your email out this time. One of them in particular is being saved for a big episode in a couple of weeks' time, so don't despair, we're going to get around to it. And we promise we won't leave it so long until the next mailbox. That is about it for this week's Beyond the INC. But we did promise you at the top of the show that we had something festive to mention. You know, we're, we're festive people. Andrew's is campus Christmas. And Chris has an appendage that throbs an impressive shade of red. So we thought we'd put together a Beyond the INC Christmas single. Um, we won't tell you what it is just yet, but we're going to be dedicating a whole show to the recording process, just to give you a behind-the-scenes glimpse of just how easy it is to slap together a classic song in the Keen style. Marvellous. More news on that soon. But that is it for today. Uh, we'll be back next week, but in the meantime, keep on emailing us at... Mailbox at beyondtheinc.com Thanks, Chris. Bye, everyone.